Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Life, faith, together. The Bible reading is from Micah chapter 4 and then verses 1 to 5. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills and peoples will stream to it. Many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many peoples, and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Every man will sit under his own vine and under his own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid. For the Lord Almighty has spoken. All the nations may walk in the name of their gods. We will walk in the name of the Lord, our God, forever and ever. Well, today is Remembrance Sunday, the day we remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice for us, for their country, lest we forget. And so we remember those who died in World War I and World War II and all subsequent wars. We remember the brave who gave their lives so we could live Ours. And with the war in Ukraine and with many of us welcoming refugees into our homes, it all seems a little, a little closer to home this year. But we're also mindful of many other wars that, have taken, that are happening uh, this year in, in Myanmar and Afghanistan and Yemen and Ethiopia and others. And so we remember lest we forget. We also are reminded of the devastating cost of war. The huge death toll. In World War I, it's estimated about 10 million military personnel were killed. 7 million civilians. And about 20 million people, both Military and civilians wounded. And it just gets worse in World War II. Estimated 75 million people died. 40 million were civilians. That's more than half were civilians. And as the years go on, we see more and more civilian deaths compared to military. In the 1990s, 
Civilian deaths constituted between 75% and 90% of all war deaths. And that includes women and children. Earlier this week, we heard in our media how the British forces accidentally killed 64 children in Afghanistan. often referred to as collateral damage. We also reminded of the many war crimes committed against humanity, often again committed against civilians, especially women. The devastating cost of war. And so we remember, lest we forget. But it's not only the death toll. Many people are being displaced or being forced to become refugees. In World War II, it's estimated about 53 million people in Europe alone were displaced. And still today, many people are being displaced. In, in 2001, 40 million people were displaced uh, because of armed conflict or because of human rights violations, 20 million of them, half of them, were children. And there's still many who are being displaced today. And of course, we have welcomed many Ukrainian refugees. But not everyone is so lucky. A lot are left stranded in refugee camps. And so we remember, lest we forget. We are also reminded of the psychological costs. Many military personnel and veterans suffer from depression and post-traumatic stress disorder as they try to come to terms with what they've experienced and as they try to readjust to normal life. In 2010, it was claimed that more American soldiers died from suicide than on the battlefield. And so we're reminded of the cost of war. And so we remember, lest we forget. But we're also reminded of the futility of war. World War I was meant to be the war that would end all wars. But rather than ending all wars, it just led way for an even more deadly war in World War II. And there are still many wars raging today. And so we're reminded of the futility of war because war can never bring lasting peace. And so we remember, lest we forget. And then finally, we are reminded of a better way. The prophet Micah, in Micah chapter 4, has a vision of the future where all these nations are gathering to Jerusalem, to, to the city on the hill. They're all gathering to God who is in His temple in Jerusalem. And 
They come to God to be taught His ways. God teaches them His ways, the, the ways to walk, how to live the way God wants them to live. How to live in the way that God created us to live. And then in verse 3 we hear, He will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Rather than re resorting to war and conflict, they would go and seek God and He would settle their disputes for them. And therefore they have no need for swords and spears and so they beat them into pruning hooks and plowshares. And then in verse 5, we are called to walk in the name of the Lord our God. We are called to walk like God walks. We are called to live in light of God's teachings. And God's teachings are best seen in Jesus. And in Jesus' teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus calls us to resist evil. To stand up against evil but not to resist evil with evil. But to resist evil in non-violent ways. To resist evil with love. By turning the other cheek. By forgiving. By loving your enemy. By praying for your enemy. Overcoming, resisting evil with love. And that's what Jesus did for us on the cross. He was prepared to die so that we could experience lasting peace. He confronted evil, but not with evil, but with love. He was prepared to die, but He was not prepared to kill. Rather, He turned the other cheek. He loved his enemy, and when they crucified him, he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And he overcame evil with love. And because he did that, the prophecy of Micah chapter 4 is not wishful thinking, it's a promise. One day Jesus will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. And they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. And this is our hope. Hope. That a new way is possible. Hope that out of death can come a new life. And so today we pray that out of all the horrors of war and conflict that's happening around the world, there would come hope.
forgiveness, reconciliation, new life, and lasting peace. And so we meet every year to remember. To remember human beings. Be they British, French, German. Or be they Ukrainian or Russian. Because we simply cannot forget. We meet every year to remember the huge and the devastating cost of war. And to say, never again. We meet every year to be reminded that Jesus offers us a better way. A way that leads to lasting peace. And so we meet every year to remember lest we forget. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we remember with great, great gratitude those who have made the supreme sacrifice for us in a time of war. We pray that the offering of their lives may not be in vain. We thank you that because of Jesus, we have a sure and a certain hope that one day you will bring peace on earth. Real peace. And by your grace, enable us this day to dedicate ourselves anew to the cause of justice, freedom, and peace. And to follow Jesus' example of loving enemies. And give us the wisdom and the strength to build a better world for the honor and the glory of your name. Through Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website, abgavenibaptist.co.uk.